You saw what happened last night in Mar-a-Lago? Former President of the United States Donald Trump is the first official candidate to declare for the presidency in 2024. He's got to win the Republican nomination first. And what's so interesting to see that <laughs> there it is, the New York Post, right? Make up to break up. At times they loved Donald Trump, other times they hated him. Make up to break up, make up to break up. This morning's newspaper had a little squibble on the front page. It said, Florida man announces, see page 28. And then in a sidebar, they had a column, only about three or four paragraphs, very demeaning and very negative. And then 12 pages before that, two pages, full-page editorial on both sides, talking about time to write off into the sunset, Donald. His own daughter, Ivanka, right? And Kushner, the son-in-law, who worked on many of Donald's projects when he was president of the United States, were missing in action. Seemed like the whole world is gathering up against the Donald. And they're all swimming towards the SS Rhino. I'm the captain. I was there in 2016. I was a never-Trumper then, a never-Trumper now. But I, I'm looking at all these people swimming in my direction. Do I really want to throw them life rafts? Do I really want them to get into a lifeboat? They're going to capsize the SS Rhino, right? I mean, look at it. One after another. There's Alphonse Ali Boy D'Amato, who not only, not only threw Trump under the bus, but threw my Kumbachich Rudy Giuliani under the bus. Then, of course, there's Congressman Peter King. He was the first. And we could go on and on and on. There's a whole litany of his previous supporters who now basically are holding Donald Trump's head underwater, hoping he politically drowns, burying him in the sand, hoping that the waters come up and that he politically drowns. Well, look, they're obviously not students of history. It's exactly what happened in 1978. 78 was the midterm election for a very weak president like Biden, Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter was able to maintain control of the House and the Senate to have the majority. And it was Ronald Reagan, considered very conservative, friend of the uh, John Birch Society, the equivalent of QAnon back then. And he had hop, skip, and a jump all over the country. He was supporting candidates. And most of those candidates lost. And the Republicans said, we can't have Ronald Reagan as our presidential nominee. He's too much like Goldwater. He's too far to the right. He's an extremist. So then they all began to emerge. First, it was Bush 41 who challenged him. Then it was Bob Dole from Kansas. Then it was Baker from Tennessee. Then it was Low Weicker from Connecticut. And they all started running in the primary. And obviously, the only true conservative was Ronald Reagan. So he ends up winning the primary. And who did he take as a running mate? The guy who said he was guilty of voodoo economics, who he hated. And Bush 41 hated him. But you know something? Politics makes for strange bedfellows. And they were joined at the hip. I wouldn't doubt. And when all is said and done, when Republican bloodshed fills the waters of the Atlantic off of Florida, it might be an unexpected partnership of Trump for president, DeSantis for vice president, with the deal being, once you're out, Donald, then I'm in DeSantis. Stranger things have happened in politics. Uh, the crypto war between the cryptocurrency bandits. 
You got Binance here? Nope, that's FTX. Look at him. He looks like a 15-year-old guy who just got out of his bunk bed, right, in summer camp. He's all disheveled. We find out now that these guys, graduates of Massachusetts Institute of Technology, MIT, his cabal, men and women living in the Bahamas, were living in an animal house style of bunk. They were having all kinds of polyamorous sex, men with men, women with women, men and women together. It was like Caligula, and they were all using Adderall, which was a legal form of cocaine. And, and, and people were trusting this guy with, with billions of dollars, right? The freaks come out at night. Then you got Zhao here from Binance, right? This guy is under investigation by every entity in the world, including Interpol. And the way this all came about, that cryptocurrency Ponzi scammers and Bitcoin bandits and blockchain criminals started running for the hills, was that this guy, Zhao, was in Saudi Arabia trying to shake down the crown prince and the fake, phony, fraudulent 3,000 princes of the House of Fraud for billions, because he wanted investment from them. At the same time, that FTX guy was trying to shake them down for billions of dollars of dinars, right? And all of a sudden, the FTX guy whispers in the crown prince's ear, you know, this Yao man, he's under investigation. He can't even lobby in Washington because he's banned from doing so. You need to go with me. So what happens? Yao, Yao walks in, and the crown prince naturally pits them against one another, wants to drive down the price. He says, hey, see this guy? This guy, man, let me tell you something. He was telling you, Zhao, that you're an agent of the Red Chinese, that you're banned from going to Washington. He's telling me I should invest with him because it's a safer bet. Well, Zhao went nuts. Zhao was holding coins in FTX. He cashed out all at once. Everybody else around the world said, why is Zhao cashing out? So it was a panic. They bum-rushed FTX, they wanted their money, and then all of a sudden, Binance is on top, FTX crashes, but the whole cryptocurrency Ponzi scheme may be coming to an end. Inquiring minds want to know, hey, Tom Brady down there, the Tampa Buccaneers, you said that FTX was a safe investment. You've just been sued today with uh, your former wife, who's now messing around, you know, in jujitsu down in Rio de Janeiro, right, with the guy she's always been having an affair with. And then you have Shaquille O'Neal, and you have uh, Curry from the Warriors, and you have, yeah, Larry David. Larry David did that huge commercial, and he made millions. And today there was a class action suit against all these celebrities who endorse FTX because they got money. Now they're going to have to explain, as Ricky Ricardo was being told on the old Desilu production of I Love Lucy, it's time to explain, Ricky, what the hell you just did. You're just as guilty, you celebrities, for endorsing FTX, a Ponzi scheme. Show me the money. Where's the $18 billion, Tom Brady? Well, 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 three strikes and you're out in baseball, right? But this guy, Andrew Evilize Cuomo, the son of Mario Faccia Brota Cuomo, King Cuomo I, he wants a fourth strike, a fifth strike, a sixth strike. Let me take you through the litany of strikes he has survived. 
A number one. Let's go back, way back, right? It was March of 2020, the lockdown and the pandemic. And all of a sudden, Andrew Evilize Cuomo takes senior citizen patients who had had coronavirus out of the hospitals, sends them back to their long-term senior citizen care units through his executive order. 16,000 die. The most serious, egregious thing he did as a failed governor. Strike one. Strike two. He's the author of No Cash Bail. As much as he jukes and jives and he plays dodgeball and he goes, not me, not me. I'm a law and order, progressive, moderate, Democrat, whatever nonsense Michigashi's talking. He was the author of No Cash Bail. He pushed it through the House. He pushed it through the State Senate. He's the reason that No Cash Bail exists. He could have vetoed the bill. He didn't. He promoted it. Straight to. And now we find out from the mouse, the little church mouse, Tom DiNapoli, who is the controller who never speaks because he's afraid of everybody. Oh, I'm Tom DiNapoli. This is a controller of the state of New York, by the way who has no oversight, no transparency. He's the only controller of any city, municipality, county, or state that doesn't have a board of directors. It's a fiefdom. It's his rule. So now he's telling us that back in 2010, he warned Andrew Evilice Cuomo. He said, Cuomo, your unemployment division is going to crash and burn. It's overwhelmed. You haven't updated it at all. It's ripe for fraud. And apparently, Andrew Evilized Cuomo, King Cuomo II, the son of Mario Facha Bruta Cuomo, King Cuomo I, took the coat of Omerta and told the little house mouse, Tom DiNapoli, mind your own business before I take your cheese away. And what did DiNapoli do? He took the coat of Omerta. Then in March of 2020, when all of a sudden the lockdown and pandemic took place and people were filing mad for unemployment, the whole system crashed, just like Tom DiNapoli predicted. And instead of there being any checks and balances, the state of New York was endorsing any requests. So the white-collar criminals came out of the woodwork, put their beak in the trough, and ripped us off for what appears to be $11 billion, maybe more. And Andrew Evilized Cuomo, he's like Pontius Pilate. Not my fault. As he resurrects himself each and other week, tries to redesign, tries revisionism. Andrew Evilized Cuomo, you're a failed governor. You failed in every way. You were this close to possibly becoming the Democratic nominee to become the president of the United States. You were so close, and now you're so far away. Go back, hit the mattresses, stir the marinara sauce in your Southampton estate that you share with your brother Fredo, Chris Cuomo, and your wartime consigliere, Joe Pococo. And please, enough of this, Michigash. <laughs> oh, anything to distract. Here we have uh, uh, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. He's got absolutely no plan. So he knows he's got a crime crisis. He's not doing anything about it. He now has a bulging $104 billion budget problem. This is after he cut the budget 3% across with every agency. He's lied about how much money we have to pay 
for him welcoming all these illegal aliens with two failed tent projects and now stuffing them into hotels. He says, oh, it's less than a billion dollars. Brad Lander, the city controller, says, you're a kyakyaran, you're a Pinocchio. But you got to distract. You got to make us feel good. So Eric Adams earlier today announced it's going to be a brand new soccer stadium built right next to City Field. So guess what? You can watch that fake, phony, fraudulent football that they sell with a spell with a U. Kickball, kickball, kickball. The people were going over to Dubai to watch fight for, fight for, fight for, fight for. And while you're there, you can get a uh, used muffler from any of the chop shops that are all over City Field. What nonsense. So we got one team that plays in Yankee Stadium that's co-funded with the Yankees by the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, right? And now we got this other team that's been jumping all over the place, playing in different venues that's going to have a home of its own. Now they tell us it's all going to come through private investment. Do we really trust Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan? Or do we believe that he's been wine dined and pocket lined like he normally is? Stay tuned, because the last thing in the world we need in New York City is a soccer stadium next to City Field. Let them play in City Field. What do they do the rest of the time? They have rap concerts that they don't let the drill rappers come to. You notice the other soccer team, of no consequence, they play in Yankee Stadium, right? When the Yankees are not playing. So stop this. We know eventually we're going to have to pay the fee for a brand new soccer stadium that I'm sure everybody is so excited about. I'm not. I'm not excited about FIFA. I'm not excited about fake, phony, fraudulent football that they spell with a U. Kickball, kickball. I'm not excited about soccer in New York City. I get excited only about one thing, American Smash Mouth football. That's the real football. 